welcome to Turn the Page, the official podcast of the Syosset Public Library. Welcome to Syosset Library's Turn the Page podcast. My name is Jessica. I am going to be your host today. And uh, this is a book that I read literally in one sitting. Sometimes like a book will kind of come across my, like, you know, my radar and I'll be like, oh, the title's really nice. Oh, the cover's really nice. Oh, I, I need to read this. And I did. And I am so glad I did because Wow, it is just wild. Um, so without any further ado, I'm going to actually invite our guest today to um, tell us um, who you are and uh, tell us first about the writing retreat, what it's about in your own words. Mm-hmm. Hi, everyone. My name is Julia Bartz, and I am the author of the debut novel, The Writing Retreat. And in a nutshell, the book is about a disgruntled writer who gets invited on a very exclusive writing retreat at the estate of her favorite author, who is this esteemed horror writer. And as soon as she gets there, she finds out that not only is this a retreat, it's actually a contest, and all of the attendees are supposed to write a novel within one month, and the winner will get an enormous book deal. Unfortunately, it's not that simple, and soon strange things start happening and people start disappearing. Yeah, um, so first of all, we're recording this on December 1st, although the book is coming out later and this will um, drop around pub date. Uh, But it's funny that you say they have to write a novel in a month because this is the end of Neno. Right. Right. Mm, Exactly. And it's so funny, too, because I was trying to figure out the origins of this book and go back in time. And I actually realized that this is a NaNoWriMo book. It is? Yeah, I had completely forgotten about it. But in late 2014, I did NaNoWriMo with some friends. And I think I was I was the only one to um, actually get to the end of the month. Um, But I did. I did get through about 50,000 words of the earliest incarnation of this novel. And it was it was quite different at that time. Um, Alex was still a writer, still fleeing New York after something had gone down with her best friend, Ren. But she actually goes to Montana. She starts like sleepwalking every night and waking up in strange places. And Rosa actually shows up in her dreams. And it turns out that Rosa is an alien. <laughs> Wow, that so that is de- okay. So so no spoilers because that is not what happens in this book. Yeah, I know. It's, oh my god, this book was like so. I'm just gonna jump right in. It was a wild ride. So, uh, you mentioned um that it started as a nano book. Um, you know, my so because I was curious where the idea for this came from. Um, did you, uh, so you know? I mean, if there's anything we missed there, you know, where did the idea come from? And did you? have a definitive direction that you knew that this story was going to take or did it take you for a ride like it took me for a ride Mm -hmm. yeah so there there was that early draft where you know it was quite different it had some of the same elements but I remember that I had trouble with it and I I wasn't sure how to proceed so I set it aside and then cut to a couple years later I 
literally remember sitting at, um, I was working in the financial district. I was having lunch at a table near the water outside. And I remember that the idea just like dropped out of the sky. So I, I remember like furiously taking notes on my phone and something about this idea of, um, you know, these women going to a writing retreat with Rosa, who is um, sadly not an alien in this book, but she's still larger than life in a lot of ways. Um, she's something. <laughs> something. Yeah, something. she's not like the yeah. rest of us, I would say. Um, so yeah, I, I got that idea. And then I was also working on another book at the time. Um, I was working with an agent and unfortunately, um, that didn't work out and the agent and I parted, parted ways and it was quite disheartening and, and a bit devastating. And I was actually thinking, you know, do I want to continue doing this? Um, I had written two novels that were unpublished before this one. So, you know, it's a lot of time and effort, but ultimately I decided that I just loved the idea so much that I wanted to move forward with it. And I decided that for this book, I needed to write not to expect it or you know hope for it to get published but to really write the book that I wanted to read and also to use it to explore you know all these different parts of my psyche including this idea of being like the failed writer and it was quite cathartic actually and it was also really fun to write it was fun to read um and so so okay so Rose is not an alien um (laughs) and so there wait so there are um was it five young women who were chosen for this writer's retreat? There's Alex, who's the main character, and you find out like she's there's a trauma involving her former best friend Ren, um, who's also a writer. Um, there's also um Poppy, there's uh Kira, um, who's um the old who's the only black woman who's in this retreat. Um, and then there's um there's Taylor. Um, and you know, it's, it's interesting. I mean, having grown up in the era of the real world, you know, let's get like people together to get real and live in a house together. It, I I appreciated that. I appreciated everybody's personality. Um, but man, Rosa, like you really, you really nail her. She's an iconic character. Um, how did you perceive her as you wrote her in this version of the story? You know, did you know what she was about right away? Um, did she kind of like reveal her own secrets to you? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so I did start with Rosa, again, being this kind of like larger than life character from the get go. But um, when I started, you know, towards the the drafts of what the book became, I knew that I wanted to include like a mentorship that was very um toxic (laughs) but also um in some ways like helped the the mentee so i remember one of the earliest um inspirations was the movie whiplash i'm not sure if you've seen it but i just found that so fascinating you know the actor jk simmons is a the music teacher and he's pushing his student to great heights but in the process he's also kind of destroying him so i thought that dynamic was just so interesting and i wanted to explore that and another (laughs) source of inspiration um was one of my favorite movies the silence of the lambs i also think that that mentorship 
um, between Hannibal Lecter and Clarice is also really interesting and very uneasy. And, you know, there's this um, strange, um, almost like cat and mouse feel to it. And he does, you know, ultimately help her, even if he is like the sadistic serial killer. So I knew from that type of dynamic that Rosa had to at least be sociopathic. And so I decided to to kind of go. I, I, I have that in my notes with a question <laughs> mark. I have sociopath question mark. <laughs> so yeah, thank you exactly. for that. Yeah. So I and I wanted to even go further in the kind of psychopath direction. And as soon as I started doing that, I mean, I think that's really interesting too to write a female psychopath. Um, because I think often in our society, women are raised to be caregivers and to really put other people before themselves. So when you're writing from the point of view of a female psychopath, like they, they do the opposite, like they're, you know, all about themselves and there's something almost freeing to, to kind of embody that. And I guess another inspiration would be, I was also watching Killing Eve at the time. So Villanelle is the- the psychopath in that and she is just so fun like she's having a great time <laughs> yeah she certainly is um so you know um at the core of the story first of all like there's the friend breakup which is something that I love in stories because I don't feel like we have really processed what that means I mean I recall growing up and reading a lot of books where you know friends get into fights and then it's just like either they make up or this like oh well she was obnoxious anyway and she's with the cool kids now and I know who I am but it's not like it's really devastating a friend breakup um, in a very different way than a romantic breakup would be um, but, you know, the idea of a toxic friendship or, a fr- you know, ha- you always had this person and now suddenly you don't um, is a big deal. Um, so I appreciated that. But then there's also, you know, you also work with um, the creative process, the desire for fame, um, devotion. Uh, did each of the how did each of these play into your plotting process? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there, there was a lot that I wanted to include and I wasn't sure if I, I could at the end of the day, like it seemed like a lot to put in one book, but um, hopefully, you know, ultimately it gelled together at the end. And yeah, I think they all played, you know, they were just things or themes that I was really interested in exploring and I wanted to them, them to be included in the book. So for example, um, the the friendship breakup that is certainly something that I've experienced I think a lot of people particularly women have experienced that and I don't always think it's um really seen and valued as much as like romantic breakups in our society so I I wanted to explore that because it can be quite devastating someone that you're very close and intimate with you know they're suddenly not in your life anymore and at the same time there, there was this interesting thing that happened during um, the writing of the book, which is that I kind of realized and accepted my own queerness. So that too made me kind of look back on past friendships and question, you know, if I had been raised in a less, I was, you know, I was raised in a very traditional Christian um, uh, community. So I, 
you know, I kind of just assumed straightness until, you know, the last couple of years. So also looking back with that lens, it's interesting to think like, oh, I wonder what would have happened if I had really known myself like in those relationships. So that's something that I wanted to include as well. Another thing you mentioned that I really wanted to portray was the creative process, because I think especially for writing, there's something that's so... It's almost eerie how it happens. And it truly does feel like, you know, I had this idea of channeling in the book. It really does feel like you're channeling something. Um, as when I was sitting outside and the idea just kind of dropped from the sky. So I I love books that that show that. For example, Misery, I think does a really good job by Stephen King of showing that process. So I really wanted to do that and even use, that's why I wanted to use excerpts from Alex's book to also show, you know, as she's writing, um, how her writing is affected by what's going on around her. Um, you know, there's a friend betrayal that happens in the, her her book after it actually happens in the larger book. So that was something that, you know, it's hard to kind of show that, but I, I wanted to include that. Yeah, and there's also almost like a little ghost story woven within it too. I mean, there's like, I can't say enough about how much goes on in this book and how well done it is really like for real um yeah everything is just like braided like a ribbon so so well um so good uh but I mean so like one last thing I really wanted to ask is like, so have you ever been on a writer's retreat yourself? It's so funny because I actually have not been on a writing retreat. Would, would you go on one now after having written a fictional one? I would. So I will say that I have been on other retreats. So I've been on mostly yoga and meditation retreats. And there is something about a retreat that I find so fascinating. It's almost like summer camp. Like you're just kind of dropped into this new group of people in a new environment and everyone's trying to figure out like who's my ally, who's not. So that is something that I, I wanted to show. Um, but yeah, in terms of a writing retreat, I you know I trade my writing with people a lot, and we kind of edit each other's works. But um, yeah, I haven't done a writing retreat. But actually, this weekend I'm I'm going upstate with my sister Andrea Bartz, and we're we're having like a little mini writing retreat. So I think it is possible to do, you know, smaller versions of it, but I've never gone on an official writing retreat. Nice. Well, uh, once again, um, Julia Bartz, thank you for this. I am so excited to start talking to people about this book. Uh, that's like one of the one of the things about being able to like access all these ARCs and you're like, oh, this book so great and then it comes out months later and people are talking about it and you're just like yeah I read that a while ago you know um so I've been kind of biting my tongue on this one because I want to recommend it to people but then at the same time I'm like I really can't because it's not out yet so uh putting it on everybody's radar check it out um are you writing uh, are you writing um a second book at the moment yes I'm working on a new book and um, it's going well. And I'll say that if you like the writing retreat, I think you'll like this one too. Excellent. Well, I cannot wait to read it. Um, so once again, this was Jessica with Syosset Libraries, Turn the Page podcast. Our guest today was Julia Bartz, the author of The Writing Retreat. And we are going to close this chapter of Turn the Page. It's time to close this chapter of Turn the Page. 
Join us for the next episode.